0: show, podcast number three, I'm Russell Dowden, publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter, and the soon-to-be national Hemp Reporter, and we are doing podcast show number six this week on StreamYard from my offices here in Round Rock, Texas. Our guest on the program uh, for this short version of the podcast will be uh, Mike from Hemp Depot, and uh, their website online is hempdepotco.com and these guys are one of our sponsors from earlier in the year and they do uh, uh, wholesale white label CBD, they p- produce some of the best CBD there is out there so we're going to bring on Mike uh, into the program and kind of let him talk and tell us a little bit about Hemp Depot. Welcome to the program Mike, how are you man?
1: Hey, fantastic Russell, thank you so much for having me this afternoon, I appreciate it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, we just wanted to get the opportunity to get you back on. We apologize. Last week we had some engineering things we were fixing on uh, the podcast. The hamsters, came, the hamsters came off the rail, as we called it last week. <laughs> and, and, Mike, I don't, I don't think the hamsters are even back in the wheel still this week as well, man. but, uh, but we'll, we're playing with some gear here and, and get to see how things. Uh, He's so excited he didn't even introduce me. I did. I didn't. I didn't. My co-host, as always, uh, is Jesse Williams, uh, who writes for the Texas Cannes. Cannabis Collective. He's been putting up with me for the last six weeks, Mike. So uh, uh, thank you to uh, Jesse for coming all the way to Round Rock today and, and hanging out with me instead of doing it at the uh, studio down
2: south. Last week was try- trying to eat soup with a knife. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> well, yeah, tell us,
0: absolutely.
2: Tell us a little, Mike, about uh, Hemp Depot. We, uh,
0: you guys, have uh, worked with us early in the year. I actually have a contract with you. If I can find some farmers here in Texas to to buy some seeds <laughs> from me, uh, we haven't really had a lot of success today because I've been trying to sell advertising in the uh, in my magazines. But uh, uh, tell us a little no bit. Problem. Tell us a little bit about Hemp, Hemp Depot, man. I'm gonna uh, share yeah. my, share my screen a little bit and and kind of let let folks. See, see what you guys do as well, and and, uh, just guess introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Mike Wanzak. I do work for Hemp Depot, and I also work for what's called the CBD Seed Company. Hemp Depot is the uh, parent company for CBD Seed Co. Uh, but uh yeah Hemp people was founded back in 2015 uh just shortly after the onset of the um us farm bill that came out in 2014 uh we are founded by um, two gentlemen um, privately funded um, and uh and we're one of the, the largest providers of what we consider to be the highest quality hemp received CBD oil products. Um, we do like to pride ourselves on our seeds and our clones as well. And, uh, you know, all of this is proven by our third-party testing, of course. Um, because of Hemp Depot's commitment to purity and our strength, our consumers and our wholesale customers really receive – what I would call the best full spectrum and hundred percent THC free CBD products that are on the market right now. We grow them all, we formulate them all, we process them all. And every one of our facilities is here in Colorado. Um, so, you know, we're definitely probably one of the, the nation's largest or most, trusted hemp brands um but like I said we do specialize in some seed genetics uh, planting harvesting formulating wholesaling and uh, retailing of any cannabis or, or cbd products um whatsoever we've got three different labels that we currently um sell mm-hmm. um one of them's called uh Cy- Cybidol um it's kind of more of our medicinal uh side of our our, our deal and then we've got True Organics which is going to be more towards like um high-end spa or salon type of stuff, much more topical, facial, hair, body oil type of stuff with CBD products.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then our third label is called Pure Pet. Pure Pet is... Um, specifically um, formulated for your little cats and dogs and all of your pets and stuff. So um, those are our three brands, the Cybidol, the True Organics, and the Pure Pets. And then we do a lot of white labeling and private labeling as well. We've white labeled for almost 2,400 different companies uh, throughout the world over the last five and a half years, almost six years that we've been doing this. Um, So, you know, a a pretty big manufacturing facility, um, GMP certified as well. Uh, We have uh, very large extraction facilities, and we grow about 1,500 acres of hemp every season. So that's kind of Hemp Depot in a nutshell. I focus primarily in the genetic side of stuff, but, uh, you know, I kind of dabble with all the other things when I can.
0: Well, I know that you told me earlier in the year when uh, we brought you guys aboard with some advertising with us as we got the magazine off the ground that you actually have a 100-acre grow facility. Is that right? Uh, Am I understanding that right? It's about 100 acres that you grow? We we will in total we
1: grow about fifteen hundred acres between okay. three different farms. Okay, um, we've got two farms that are about six hundred and fifty acres, both under pivot in eastern Colorado. One of them's out in Cope, Colorado. One of them is out in Rush, Colorado, and then we do have a research and seed facility that's about one hundred and twenty acres. Um, it's got approximately thirty plus thousand square feet of indoor grow space. Um, and then we have a, a drying and storage facility that's out there as well as an extractor facility out there um, so and that's uh, just east of Colorado Springs out in Yoder Colorado so about 45 or 50 minutes east of Colorado Springs is our third farm and where uh, what, what I call our research and development uh, we've got a um, some pretty interesting stuff going on out there right now, um, you know, with seed and genetics at this time.
0: Well, the page that I'm on right now for the for the listeners, and f- since you're just calling in, um, uh, is the Hemp Pilot Program in 2020. Um, that's the page that I'm on, and HempDepoCo uh, dot is the website that we're on here as we're scrolling through here. The phone number is eight one eight four four Hemp two three four to learn about Hemp Depot. Okay, what can you tell us, Mike, about? Um, this pilot programs that you guys are offering in 2020? Yeah, so... um I believe um, which I'm sorry. This is a, but, Can, can uh, you be allergic to hemp? It just has. Uh, can you be allergic? Can you be allergic to hemp? Hemp pilot programs in 2020. Um, just uh, creating their own hemp pilot programs in order for farmers to start cultivating the crop. I this was one of the pages I just pulled up in here. So I wanted oh, okay. ask you about it is this. the hemp 101 page. Yeah, it, it really is. I guess the hemp 101. Uh, uh, as is that's the UR, uh, yeah, that's the page that we're on. It's the Hemp One Hundred and One kind uh, of okay. resources and education page. I apologize.
1: Resources and education. Oh yeah, CBD One Hundred and One, Hemp One Hundred and One. Okay, yeah. Let me just reference this real quick. We've been doing a lot of work on our website constantly. Um, resources and education, applications of hemp, state hemp pilot programs in twenty twenty. Um, oh yeah, so. You know, I I don't know what specifically I haven't read this article. Um, it looks like this one was just placed here pretty recently, as it's dated. Um, you know, looks recent. Long story short, um, we are involved in a couple of different hemp pilot programs, um, both uh, nationally and internationally at the moment. Um, we're doing some hemp pilot programs in Florida at the moment. Um, we're working with uh, with a group in Colombia to do some hemp pilot programs in Colombia as well. Um, we started a hemp program in Israel, and I'm working with some other people in the EU at the moment. By the way, the EU just raised their THC level, levels, uh, limits. Um, just a couple of days ago, it was voted on, so it should be passed really pretty quickly here, but they've gone from 0.2% to 0.3%, which is great. Um, we're also part of a hemp pilot program in New Zealand. So we've oh, wow. got our fingers in quite a few little different hemp pilot programs all, all over the world right now, just trying to um, you know move this um industry forward and legitimize everything about it definitely
0: well you know the yeah. the uh, the industry is growing 2020's here how many states now are growing hemp do you know i think texas was number 46 state and <laughs> there's all but only one or two
1: there's only a few that are
0: not that's right um yeah it's it's, and I found out um, Idaho is one of them. Idaho is one that is not one of the few <laughs> that is not. I found that out yesterday. Right. Idaho
1: is not. I believe the, the District of Columbia is also another one, even though it's not considered a state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe that they are um, as well. Um, Idaho, you know, Texas came on board late. I mean, Georgia just came in last year. So Florida did. just came in last year. And Mississippi followed yeah, girl, Texas. Really, yeah, yeah. so there's, there's very few states anymore that aren't allowing growing of CBD, but I will say that all 50 states' CBD products are legal. So there isn't a state in the, in the nation right now that, that outlaws CBD. Now, some states outlaw certain forms of it, like I believe Texas uh, Texas doesn't allow you to have smokable flour. Is that correct? Mm-hmm, that's we, correct.
2: We, we're actually going through a weird legal battle with that right now. Because the the legislature, the way they wrote it was, they went, you can't manufacture a smokable product. And then our Department of State Health Services tried to follow up and say, oh, no, you can't sell it either. That's implied when they say you can't manufacture. And literally, there's an injunction in place until a trial takes place in February in the state of Texas to go over this.
0: Yeah, yep, they're, they're, right. they're 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 debating this all. It's been a big hot topic here in Texas for sure, but uh, but Mississippi came on board not too long after Texas, a few months later, and uh, it, it's pretty much uh, you know this is is 2020 been a ramp year for well how have you outside you're in Colorado uh, Mike so how, how has the market you know been with COVID this year and, uh, for us here in Texas the growth season was a very small one a lot of the growers just kind of jumped in a little bit you didn't see very many guys penny you know uh, big investments in a uh, multi uh, 100 acre operations or anything like that there's no industrial right. hemp going on here in texas as of yet this was a really ramp year for us how has how have you guys in colorado with the success that you're having at hemp depot how is how has your year been in 2020
1: yeah, so I like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna call flat, uh, the new up for 2020, just with all the stuff that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have seen, uh, retail sales, um, be pretty flat and, um, on, on the farming side, as far as genetics and, and sales go like that, um, I, the best estimate and the majority of people that I've spoken to who have a real good finger on the pulse, um, are saying that there was about seventy to seventy-five percent of acreage that was grown in two thousand nineteen that was not grown in two thousand twenty. So, a serious reduction in the amount of hemp that was actually um, grown this year and this season. And then, you know, there—I mean, uh, some of those farms were hit by fires. Or yeah. Colorado had early snowstorms that wrecked a bunch of people's crops. Um, so, you guys, know, all, all all, you, you guys have had some fires. All at all,
0: you guys have had some fires too recently in Colorado.
1: We have had some really bad fires, for sure. Oh. Um, the, you know, it's 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 yeah, that's that's a whole nother topic for sure. Mm-hmm. But I would say that um, as far as the hemp industry goes right now, I think that we're going through uh, very similar to what the MMJ business went through after being around for four or five years. There was a lot of destabilization. The price of of marijuana came, you know, flying down, um, and it's very similar. Cannabis price and 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 CBD in general um, has Just really hit the floor, the price of it. And I'm hoping that there will be a resurgence in a little bit of the price because maybe the demand, the supply won't quite be what it was last year. Um, just with the reduction in acres that was actually grown this year. So hopefully I, I want to see some stabilization. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
1: but you know, this is really good for the consumer. So if we look at it from not, you know, our business side of the deal. But to a consumer's business side, um, the consumer is really the winner in this whole thing because what it's doing is it's driving the price of CBD products down. And it's allowing more people to enter and and have CBD into their wellness routines. Um, And so people that really understand the benefits of CBD and and taking it for pain or inflammation, arthritis, whatever it is that they're doing it for, um, you know, this is allowing them uh, to – to do it at a much cheaper rate. I know that we've really dropped our prices on our retail products. Um, the, the prices I see on some of our wholesale deals are kind of mind-boggling. I mean, you know, we're selling things for <laughs> single-digit dollars sometimes. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to me to see. But um, the consumer is going to win out of all of this, which is going to be great. Um, you know, the businesses that really have good businesses run, I think, are going to survive. And unfortunately, I think there are going to be some washouts. Um, You know, just because there's there's too many players in the space right now for the demand. Uh, But uh, 2020 was rocky, and I'll be I'll be ready to see 2021 and and, and see what
2: happens then. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How exactly did would you say COVID nineteen affected the marketplace? Because you brought up like the MMJ thing and how sometimes we saw like a price floor that took place, and from my understanding several states such as colorado have seen these weird price fluctuations because people were making big runs on the store so all of a sudden the supply is gone and then later on people are running and there's nothing there so the price goes up how did how did that work with things like hemp
1: yeah um so i, I think covid had a, a fairly decent effect on yeah. um you know a lot of a lot of people and it, and that creates um that creates buyer um, gosh you know what I mean what's the word I'm looking for here it's, it it, it, re- it reduces demand because I, I wouldn't say that CBD is um, it's something that people spend their ancillary money on their extra cash on it's mm-hmm. not something that's right. going to be You know, needed, and so when as many people lose their jobs, that did, and there's that less amount of spending money, and then people are really just focusing on essentials. um, Yeah, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt our market. There's no doubt about it. Um, Now, other people that understand what CBD is doing for their wellness or their health uh, may, you know, still continue to purchase a lot of this, but it's the. It's, you know, the consumers out there that are doing it on, as a fad. Like, oh, CBD's cool, or, you know, I love adding this tincture to my, you know, my drink in the morning. It really gets me going, or whatever it might be, versus the person who's like, man, I have to take CBD every day because of my arthritis, or because of my back pain, or because of, you know, my joints, or that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, you know, one is different than the other. But uh, the CBD market in the retail space, it definitely slowed, Um and I, I believe that it's going to create price changes. Um, people need to move it. There's there is a lot of oil in the market right now. There's a lot of stuff in the market, and I believe that it's going to all hopefully benefit the consumer in getting their CBD cheaper uh, is what's going to happen. And hopefully, like I said, the price of CBD should, I hope, stabilize in the next uh, eight to twelve months here.
2: And that makes sense to me when I hear that because, like, I I'm one of those people who takes it for arthritis. And the company I had been buying from, when COVID hit, apparently I guess the facility where it was being processed was turned into a place to make hand sanitizer. So like, hey, we can't really get you the product right now because, well, the facility is being used for something else. Mm-hmm. But when it became available again, I saw like a price like drop of twenty dollars per bottle. It went from like ninety-five bucks a bottle to seventy-five, and I was like, whoa, 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 what, what's happened? Yeah, and I think that's good. <laughs> a good
0: point that that Mike's bringing up that the. Uh, the saturation for the market has has been good and a healthy thing for the market. More people have been introduced to CBD products. It is becoming more and more mainstream and more the more affordable this this products are. These products are in a in a challenging economic time like we've had in 2020. It's certainly good for the market in the mm-hmm. long run, and that's a good point. It gets, Mike.
2: it gets you more regular users into the marketplace, whereas there was a cost barrier before.
0: Yeah, so people are trying new things, and, 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 that, and that affordability is definitely a factor. Uh, can you uh, – let's talk to our pet lover here. I'm on the Pure Pet site. I've got a small pet tincture here, $16.99 <laughs> a month. i got the cute little dog on the screen here. Uh, let's share that. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, tell us uh, – I mean, these are some of the brands you mentioned. Uh, how does the um, pet lover do for their – this is why, – why get into this yeah. pet pet space? Tell me a little bit about this product. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, so,
1: um, there, there is no formulation or, um, uh, there, there's not a whole lot of differentiation I should say between the, the, the pure pet products that, that, uh, that are for pets or the products that we say make for Cybidol for humans. Mm -hmm. Um, like in the teachers, for example, they're all still made in our GMP facility from our oil that we extracted, um, that we grew on our farm from the seed that we, we grew as well. Um, so we've got the, the, you know, the complete traceability from beginning to end on all of our products. And that's exactly the same with the pure pet products. Uh, one of the things that you'll notice though is in the, in the pets products, um, we add, um, a, it's the weirdest thing, it's a vegan chicken flavor <laughs> to the <laughs> What? It's like, an, it's like the biggest oxymoron, right? The what? vegan chicken flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so Woof, ve- No, exactly. So we add a vegan chicken flavor to the pictures and that way the, the pets just really love it. Um, I actually use it on my dogs. I've got a 15-year-old miniature dachshund and, a, and another 13-year-old miniature dachshund and um, they start to have some joint issues and kind of slow down and um, I just put, uh, about, you know, six, eight, ten drops on their food, uh, in the morning and in the evening when we feed them and they just eat it right up. Uh, super easy to give to them in the tincture form. Uh, we also do make a, a pill form as well for them. If you can get your dog to just chop it down with their food. But I found the tincture form super easy to, to apply and, and feed to the dogs. Um, and they just eat it up and they love it. And I noticed a huge difference um in the way that my older dog acts. Um he'll he'll get up and run now. So for the past few years up until we started C B D on him, he he would just kinda you know, he would mope or walk slowly and you could tell he probably had some arthritis and some joint pain. Mm-hmm. And after being on C B D for a few weeks, you know, you notice a little bit more a little you no know, a little spark in his step. He yeah. runs around a little bit more. <laughs>
3: he's,
1: he comes in, he's happy to see you and things. So you know it's amazing what the what um reinvigorating the cannabinoid system within animals or even within humans really does to um does to people so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah they love it and this is you have a coa for your uh tincture for the for the pets as well here from uh botanical it's got your certificate of analysis so you've got this for the they require that for even for the tinctures for the dogs we do, and we're, we're all
1: about transparency and traceability, and we want everyone to see it. And so um anytime that you buy a pet tincture or any product from, from the Hemp Depot, um, there will be a, a QR code on the box that goes directly to um, the testing for that exact batch and lot number that's in that bottle. So um, that's the... The, the best way that we feel that we can be completely transparent that we've um, not only formulated this to the best of our abilities, but we've also tested it, and it's proven to be completely uh, safe for human consumption or for your furry pets.
2: I'm glad you brought up about the QR yep. code, because I'm, I'm trying to tell people in my own neighborhood, they're trying to get stuff for their pets, and they show them these bottles. I don't know where they're buying them from, but they don't have a QR code on them, and I'm like, don't touch that. That's not even legal at this point. Every one of these products is required to have that code on it. So you can see that lab.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, yeah, what, what exactly. Else, what else is important right now? That's going on as people get into as we get into the holiday season, Mike. What's uh, Is there specials that you guys are offering? What this time of year has got to be a little bit slower since it's not really the the demanding of the grow season for seed. What kind that's of right. What kind of things are you guys doing to step up your your product sales as we get into the fall and winter? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, I'll
1: tell you, we're we are we're doing a rebranding of one of our product lines that I think it's going to hopefully drop by the end of the year. Um, um, we will be sending out uh, anybody that is signed up or has uh, logged in and registered um, to the Hemp Depot website, which is hempdepotco.com, dot com. com. Um, that website, uh, if you log in or purchase anything from us, uh, you will receive like bi-weekly specials as we get closer to the holiday. I'm sure we'll do some sort of Black Friday special. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll probably put together some sort of um, um, with our True Organics line, um, like a Mm -hmm. facial serum with maybe you know some sort of lotion or something kind of a gift basket uh at a discounted price um because you know you're buying three or four products in one gift basket to give the mom or um you know your sister you know or hey for for your brother too they like facial stuff but uh (laughs) (laughs) hemp Hemp people definitely will be doing some stuff you'll you'll notice one thing too if anyone visits our website as well on every every product that we have um because we know that these are ongoing things we we do offer a discounted price if you sign up on the, the monthly, um, um, you know, sign up to, to the, the the monthly shipment. I guess it's kind of a, like a monthly subscription. That's Newsletter. what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if you do sign up for a monthly subscription, you know, you normally get five to eight or nine dollars off your product every single month um, that it just bills and ships. And of course, we notify you when it's shipping, um, so you know when it's coming. Um, but yeah, but you know, a bottle of tincture should last you anywhere and just depends on how strong how strong you're taking and stuff but anywhere from two to four weeks um you can adjust your your monthly shipments as well um but we've got that uh that that subscription package on the website for people and their simplicity so they don't have to remember or hey oh shoot i'm running low like hey no we've got your back we just we already drop shipped that sucker right to you so
2: um good to go <laughs> that's nice you have a subscribe yeah. and save program subscribe and save <laughs> well uh well that's about all i got for you mike anything else you want to fire off i got the website uh,
0: queued up but uh, just uh, uh, as we get into the holidays uh, any final thoughts uh, or shout outs as we uh, as we part this segment yeah no
1: absolutely i i would just uh i would recommend that anybody that's really into c b d or using it um really understand uh where their where the oil is coming from um is it a GMP certified lab are they members of hemp industry association or the Nas- national hemp association you know are they hemp authority registered these are all critical things to follow to make sure that you're taking safe medicine um so i would just recommend that you really know the certifications and the memberships of who's producing your oil and then also i think um uh, most people will find because we're totally vertically Vertically integrated from seed to shelf, that um, we can provide a better product at a cheaper price point for most people. Um, so not That's only right. saving you dollars as we're coming into the holiday time here, but you know providing you with the best quality that we possibly can. So I would say check us out if you're if you're using CBD products and you know and see if our products uh, are going to do what what you'd like them to do.
0: And you yeah. guys also have a great white labeling program too. If you're in the space or looking for a new distributor, you could certainly check those guys out there as well and uh good stuff from our friends at hemp depot thank you so much mike for being a part of uh, the texas hemp show this week we appreciate it buddy Hey, no problem, Russell. Thanks a lot for having me. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Hey, you too. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Hey. That's Mike with Hemp uh, Depot. So good stuff from him. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, I like to, I like to get these some of these guys on. I think featuring uh, featuring their products with the uh, this new format is a good thing for for businesses uh, as well. They they really get a,
2: get a bit of exposure through the the screen sharing here on this. Is well, Instead of just saying a website, people go, I'm not sure if I'm at the right website when they go home or after they're done listening. They're like, no, no, you get to see what the website looks like. Yeah, we're actually scroll, scrolling through
0: it and, and, and doing it that way uh, as well. So um, we will take a uh, quick uh, break and then uh, come back with uh, uh, just our final thoughts. And uh, we'll be right back with more Hip Show after this. to the Texas Hemp Show. Special thanks there to uh, Mike Wanzick of the Hemp, uh, f- our friends over there at Hemp Depot. And, um, yeah, this is just, uh, we're trusting out our, our, our StreamYard stuff that we, we have an account there with StreamYard, so we wanted to play with that and uh, do the show this week over here. Um, tell me uh, some of the
2: things that you wanted to address where there's, we're voting, uh, we're still, you yes. that, is, that is my most recent articles. I was like, ignore the polls, just go vote. Yeah, let's pull up your 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 uh, article. What do you got? What's the latest thing going on over here with your, it's, it's not a pick a side thing, it's not one of those, hey, you gotta go vote for so and so things, it's just vote, ignore the polls, it's they say go vote, even if you have heard that a candidate is either leading or trailing in the state of Texas, vote regardless of what the polls indicate. Because people sometimes they get complacent. They go, oh, I hear so and so's in the lead, I don't have to go vote, or I hear so and so's trailing, I need to go vote. No, go vote. Well, all these debates that have been going on, and some of them have been a riot to
0: watch, actually, but um, the, I think most people have already made up their mind where they're voting if they haven't already voted, and I, I'm one that hasn't voted yet, but I, I may actually go vote after the show, because I think I have until a certain 7 o'clock to do that, and I think I
2: have time to go over there and do it today. All I know is there's been some things that have been coming out in the news politically, and people are becoming either frustrated or angry, and I think that's... It may have a little bit of sway, but it's more like what you said. People have pretty much made up their mind already. And then another topic here in Texas, uh, Republicans remove marijuana from the 2020 platform. Yes. That's had. news. That, that was not expected, was it? it um, not really. Did you expect that, or did we not expect the Republicans would do that? We didn't think they would do it. It's <laughs> kind it of those things that if, if you go to, to TexasCanadaCo.com and you read the article about it, it's – as, they, as the individual I interviewed talked about, Jeff LeBlanc, was talk, saying is that the convention didn't take place the way it normally would, and then they had this, kind of this platform committee meeting just out of nowhere. They didn't have a chance for groups like Texas Normal, Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy, Republicans Against Marijuana Prohibition. None of those groups got to show up. This came out of the criminal justice subcommittee just fine, and then we have a new RPT leader, Alan West, and then an individual from California named Dr. Paul Chabot. And yeah, tell me about Dr. Chabot and uh, his move. Uh, he's uh, not from Texas. You no, know, he's from California. And he says, don't you California are Texas? But you're from California, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> exactly. And it's <laughs> be clear, he is not a medical doctor. I put that in the article as well. This individual has a doctorate in executive leadership, not medical science, but he prefers that People refer to him as doctor. He's a officer. As we're bringing it up in our stream, <laughs> so he's, a, he's, a, he's an officer. He's a naval reservist officer. I didn't know they
0: gave out doctorates
2: for for no, naval the, officers. You've got to be a doctor, uh, too? I mean,
0: you got to go to medical for something. Uh, medicine. Medicine.
2: He has a Ph.D. in executive leadership, so mm-hmm. he has a doctorate, but he is not a medical doctor. And when you normally write and report on individuals such as that, you just, in general, don't refer to them as doctor because the public usually sees doctor as, you just mentioned, medical doctor. But if they actually prefer to be called that, you write it in, you put it in your, your little piece, like I'm saying now. It's like, hey, he's not really a medical doctor. Well, Shabbat is a California native that uses the phrase "Don't California, are Texas"
0: in celebration of removing such platform positions. Texas Chemicals Collective was able to reach out to Jeff LeBlanc, a Republican. He's where,
2: how'd that go with that he, conversation? Um, what did he say? Pretty much the, the entire, almost the entire conversation about this. That's in the article. It's it's a back and forth <laughs> for me and him talking about like what's what happened with this? How did this take place? Okay. Check this article out
0: online at uh, Texas uh, Cannabis Collective, TXCanCo.com. Check it out. It's- there's
2: a link we, here. And we did have a follow-up for it. We wasn't just going to just like rail on them for this whole thing. It's like I know there are individuals, Republicans out there, candidates who are still going to hold that they want to advance hemp, they want to advance medical marijuana and legalization, and a few of them actually reached back out to me and gave their positions, and we I reported on that as well. Well, um, one of the things that
0: uh, uh, we are, are going to be going and attending to, I, I have not heard or reached back out to the girls over there at the uh, expo, but I know you're speaking at the uh, the upcoming expo over oh, here yes. uh, in Houston, and I've hired some salespeople, and I was telling our, our new sales staff that maybe we should go to this as a good way to just introduce you know ourselves and, and at least go and i'm not sure if we'll get a booth for this or not but I, i've been meaning to reach out to them uh what are you going to talk about here at this year's expo uh,
2: in, the, in the south i feel bad because i don't remember the name of the panel but i know it is about policy and reform well th- this looks pretty cool and i and it's an actual event not an online event
0: this, this is an event, event right? an actual in-person event so that's not canceled. This is going on, and this is good because the community needs to, to have this. And so uh, cbdexpo.net, this is going to be, uh, tell us about uh,
2: the south one here. That's the one that you're speaking at here in Houston, right? It will be in Houston at the Houston Marriott North, December 11th and the 12th. And I believe I will be speaking on December 12th in the afternoon well um, we should uh,
0: definitely make plans to have one or two of our staff there and make mag- magazines available uh, and attend this event it would be uh, a good thing since none of them nobody really attended to many of these things going into uh, the, the early march
2: part of the year with with covid so these all the events this year have seemed to be all online yeah and <laughs> something I'm kind of excited for and I' The most I can say about it is that if everything goes through with the paperwork, I'll get to actually talk about something that nobody is really talking about at the time with the government and help. And it's something that happens with every product on this planet, really, and it's sold in America. And hopefully by December 11th, I'll have information back about that and what will be taking place with that. It will be brand-new information for so, everybody. So we're not, we're not revealing what that is. No, not right now. No, no, not right now. Okay. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to go. No, no, we've got to, we've got to go for your, your talk alone. I would, would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, well, and tickets are actually pretty cheap. I mean, some of these expos, you go to them and they want what two, three hundred bucks for a pass. Well, what are they asking I, for? I think you get like all access pass for like sixty nine dollars. And that's like for every day all the well, you, you, go go to, you, could, you go weekend. You get to go do everything. You listen to every, pretty much everybody. You get to go to all the booths to see everything that they they have there to offer. Well, okay. Well, this is cool. I think like a one day is like fifty nine, and it's like you might as well fork out the extra ten bucks and get the two day pass and go both days. And okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's only all access is an extra ten bucks, or you can go to the
0: exhibit hall for forty nine bucks. Oh well, this is pretty cool. All right, I like this.
2: And uh, here's some of the speakers. Here we go. You got you in here. Oh, uh, you have to go. To, there's a way of selecting, I believe, between the two days and what room and panel. Yeah, they need to get you in here. Where are you? Go up a little bit. Where's, where's, <laughs> where's my co-host? Uh, where are you? Okay, let's let's scroll up a little bit more. There uh, we go. A panel. Here we go. Day two. Panel room B. Is that you going to be in here? Scroll back up and see panel room. Oh, B Oh, okay. A. I see. Here we go. Well, they've got to add you in here. And there I am. There, there you are. 2020 Insight CBD regulations in Texas.
0: Right. Okay. So this is the talk you're on at 1.32. All right. There we go. There's,
2: there you are. There's the big guy. <laughs> All right, man. And I, I, All still, nice. I, I feel weird being on this panel because, like, I, I know Andrea Steele. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. is an attorney for Coates Rose.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I had to look up Tamara Bibbs and I looked it up and she's the CEO of a company of a hemp company and I'm like here I am I'm just this journalist who's been writing about stuff I guess I've been making good headway if I'm on a panel with these two lovely ladies <laughs> who have all this expertise and I was like here I am the the, the little meek guy well you know i i I was pretty six foot five meek guy (laughs) not meek.
0: you are (laughs) not anything but meek (laughs) experience-wise i guess you could say i am
2: but it's
0: (laughs) well i haven't done a panel like this kind of thing since uh you know the the early 2000s i was doing like ufo conferences and stuff it was you know
2: i was out there i can see you being the type who's like the William Shatner thing and SNL. It's yeah. like, come on, people, get a life. Well, I do it. I actually did a, a, the, the
0: 37th annual UFO conference. I spoke in, in Corpus Christi in the... In, in, uh, September of 2000 and while I was speaking there was a, uh, the, the the Ramada Day uh, Hilton, uh, by Hilton Bay, uh, Ramada in Bayside there in Corpus Christi had another panel of another convention going on the, on the left of the UFO conference and it was a Baptist revival going on on the left side of that you'll never get us to
1: the gnomes, well, they? well they exactly started singing
0: well, I had to go on at like 5 and at 5pm sharp I went up to start to talk and um, as I'm starting to do my speech the, uh, the whole left-hand side of the, well, this is kind of a panel that that just closes the cafeteria or whatever. They've oh. got that that crummy little cheap divider. The, that that divider there. that just folds up and crunches up to come. Well, the other side <laughs> of that crunched-up <laughs> panel. A, a wonderful Baptist convention is going on, and they started doing their Baptist hymnal uh, revival and singing and "Oh Lord, oh, Lord yes, oh, Lord, Hallelujah!" and the whole—I mean and it's getting really good. And so,
3: And
0: I had to like uh, tell everybody to you know uh, grab your hands together, everyone, and and say uh, and hold hands with me all. Can I get a UFO here? Uh, a alien presence there? Anyway, it, it, we had a lot of fun with that, but that was a disaster for me, and, and uh, no more public speaking for me.
2: No more public speaking. <laughs> what do you think you're doing right now? <laughs> well, I mean, it's all right.
0: Just we're in the confines of my office. This I can handle. This. All right. Next up on the uh, upcoming week for the show, I have. Um, let's see. Uh, that was Mike. Uh, with uh, the Hemp Depot show. I've got Um, Today, we're supposed to be recording, this will be probably later in the week, we'll have uh, Dario on from um, Reef Industries. They provide uh, industrial lighting and uh, solutions for greenhouses. And then I have to reach back out to uh, James over at Biochar now. They do really cool soils. And then um, I think we're going to have Hannah on November 3rd with the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association and uh, Be Heroic. Uh, we'll also uh, be on there with Nikki Flora She's done some writing for uh, with us before, um, in uh, the hemp reporter. So I uh, look forward to having having her contribute uh, to the podcast. she has been actually wanting to get on my other podcast, which is not about hemp, but uh, but but about other things, uh, uh, weird things, UFO y- 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 things. Weird things. Well, we'll we'll, we'll let we'll let, we'll let be heroic Nikki Florio talk about the um, uh, geoengineering platform that she wants to address, which is you know often returned as as uh, Kim trolls, and uh, she talks about that in her public speaking engagements that she has, and so we'll have her on November third, along with uh, Hannah Wilmer of the uh, Texas um, Hemp Harvesters Association. And that should be a, a good show. But just kind of lining things up as we get into uh, November. Uh, later we'll have uh, a Herring Bank on and uh, Sarah Scott with uh, uh, Hip Doctors USA and Green Mountain Flower will be on. and. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So, just kind of experimenting with uh, this platform here, and uh, we'll be uh, doing more shows here, recording on Tuesdays, and uh, letting these get out there on Tuesdays nights and Wednesdays. Uh, so, thanks to uh, my co-host. You got anything else? You got anything final, Dan? Go vote. Go vote. I'm gonna go vote right now. Go vote. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, Have you voted yet? Have you voted? Why haven't you voted? Go vote. Get that stuff done. Go vote. Vote new guys in and old guys out and old guys in and new guys out. Change the regime. Well, this thing changes every four years, and it's your opportunity to get out there and, and say something and do something. It's the Texas Hemp Show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, go vote. We'll see you next week. Adios.